Welcome to the Elm City Church Podcast. Elm City Church is a community of people who are trying to practice the way of Jesus together. No matter where you're at, these messages are meant to equip and strengthen you for the journey. You can find out more by visiting elmcitychurch.com. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us for a very special Sunday for Church at Home. My name is Albie Powers, for those of you who haven't got a chance to meet, and I'm excited to bring you a message from God's Word. Uh, Let me read to you our passage today. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's one that's been very important to me, especially over the past couple of months, and it's one of the reasons why I chose it for this morning. So this is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, and these are the words of Jesus. He says this, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we had been going through Paul's letter to the Colossians over the past couple of months, but as I was praying on Monday, on Monday morning about what to share this week, this verse just kept running around my head. And so since it's been such an encouragement to me lately, I wanted to share with you within the hopes that it would also be encouraging to you as well. Because in just in a, in a couple of sentences, we see Jesus, he gives us an invitation, and then he has a promise, and then there's a space that's left for our response. So let's look at this invitation of Jesus, one that I love so much. He just starts off by saying, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. So I, I love what Jesus does here because it's, it's such a great reminder. His main call to us is an invitation to a relationship. So Jesus doesn't say, uh, hey, do these things to earn my approval. Jesus doesn't say, hey, just follow this set of rules. You know, it's it's not, hey, here are five life hacks that are just really going to help you out at this stage. His simple invitation was, come to me. Now, maybe you might be watching this morning, and maybe religion, just say theoretically, religion has left a bad taste in your mouth. To you, it's always been rules and regulations, uh, but you know, do this, don't do that. And it's felt very uh, rule-based and joyless. If that's you this morning, I think this, these words of Jesus are going to be very uh, encouraging to you. Because when religion just becomes a bunch of rules to follow, two things can happen. One, it just becomes a crushing burden that you can never live up to, and you always are discouraged. And the second thing that can happen is, let's say you're theoretically really good at following the rules, what happens is you become really prideful. And neither of those two are very, are very good options or are overly compelling. Uh, but first and foremost, Christianity, it's about a relationship with Jesus, a, re- a renewed relationship with God. And yes, relationships though, they have some rules. Think about this, like in a friendship, you know, there, there, there's some rules, like you shouldn't lie to your friend. You shouldn't gossip about them behind their back. Uh, if you're married, Fidelity is a pretty important rule if you want your marriage to continue. That doesn't mean these are, that these aren't relationships, but relationships have rules, and, and so does Christianity. But here is where focusing on the rules over, over the relationship can really kind of uh, go wrong and break down. Let's say uh, here's some, here some flowers. Um, 
I know. This is, a, this is a very nice flower. Thank you, co-op. And uh, imagine, you know, you've probably all been on the giving and receiving end of flowers. And the reason why you get somebody flowers is to say, essentially, I've been thinking about you. I appreciate you. I thought you might like this. So here you go. So imagine these two scenarios. Both scenarios involve someone getting flowers, but just think of the difference. So imagine I, uh, you know, pick these up at the co-op because I was thinking about my wife, Beth, and I thought, you know, she would like these. These are beautiful flowers. They're her favorite. So I go home and I'm like, hey, you know, I know you've been, you've been working really hard. You've been stressed out lately. I, I appreciate you so much. I care about you and I love you and I want you to have these. I mean, one, I should do that more. <laughs> but she would be very like, probably very appreciative. And I'd be like, yeah, husband of the week award coming up. So imagine another scenario. Imagine uh, scenario B, the same, exa- same exact flowers. And I come home and I go, hey, so I know we have this contract where I have to buy you flowers every month. I signed this before we got married and it's getting towards the end of the month and I realized I hadn't done it yet. And I know how you get when I don't get the flowers and I don't want you hanging that over my head. Um, so I found these. Here you go. But hey, but good news. I was able to work them into a sermon illustration, so I used my ministry account for it. And it didn't actually cost me any money because I can get reimbursed. Uh, So we're good, right? Like, again, both scenarios, she's getting flowers. And that second scenario, I doubt she would want them. Uh, Because who would want that? There There was no heart behind it. It was all, okay, I gotta make sure I don't break the have to get a flower rule. Here you go. And maybe for some of you, that's what religion or Christianity has become or has turned you off from it. You felt like there was no heart behind it, no relationship, it was all rules, and you didn't like it. Here's the good news. Jesus doesn't like that either. That's not what Jesus wants for you, and that's not what he wants from you. This is why his invitation is, come to me, not do this for me or conform to this for me. It's come to me. Because he, he wants you to know him. Because the best possible thing that could ever happen to you is for you to have a reconciled relationship with him. So that's why he says, come to me. So that's the invitation. The invitation is simple. But this invitation, it comes with a promise. Here's what he says. Come to me. And he follows it up with two things. He says, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And a little bit more he goes on, and you will find rest for your souls. All you who labor and are heavy laden, come here. All you who are tired and exhausted, come to me. All you who are just burnt out by the toil and struggle of life of trying to prove yourself, come to me. All of you who are exhausted by the standards that others are putting on you and you're putting on yourself to know that I am good enough, come to me. All of you who feel like you're just on this hamster wheel of life, performance and performance of success and failure and nothing seems to be good enough, come to me. Have you ever felt like that? Then Jesus' invitation is for you. And I, I love this image that Jesus uses here because think about this. What is someone who is tired and weary and exhausted want the most. It's rest. Their deepest desire 
in that moment is rest. And so what Jesus is also getting at here is that he promises that in him, you're going to find what you are most desperate for. And he's just going to point out, it's, it's not those other things, it's me. Because all of us, we have these desires and these longings in us. God has placed those in us and they are, are good things. But have you ever noticed that no matter how good things are, no matter how much you achieve, no matter how much you work up the ladder, that only satisfies you either for a little bit or you get it and you're like, huh, I thought there'd be more. So C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite authors, in his book, Mere Christianity, he, he, he talks about this and this is, this is what he said. The Christian says, creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exist. A baby feels hunger, there's such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim, there's such a thing as water. Men feel sexual desire, well, there's such a thing as sex. If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. If none of my earthly pleasures satisfy it, that doesn't prove that the universe is a fraud. Probably, earthly pleasures were never meant to satisfy it, but only to arouse it and to suggest the real thing. So this is why that is so profound for me. All of the best stuff of life, you know, think about a great meal with a friend, beautiful views of nature, intimacy with a lover, the laughter of a child, the satisfaction of a job well done. These things were never meant to ultimately satisfy us but instead arouse in us a desire for something greater, for the one thing that can truly satisfy us. So I want you to, for a second, do this. Think about the happiest moment of your life. You, you thinking of something? Think about the greatest relationship you have ever been in. This is, this is something that kind of like blew my mind thinking about again this week. What if... That moment was not desired to fulfill you. What if that greatest moment of your life, all that was designed to do by God, is just give you a little bit of a taste, give you a little bit of an appetizer about how amazing he is and what it's going to be like to fully know him. That would be incredible. And that's what C.S. Lewis and the writers of the New Testament are saying about our desires. The best moments of our life are just a little hint of what's to come through knowing Jesus. And what, wouldn't you want to know a God like that? Isn't it amazing that the God who promises that is the one who says, come to me? I, I think it is. Because I know right now, this is what I need. I, well, first off, I don't need a motivational sales pitch to get me going. Like that's, that's not gonna get me going right now. I don't need some slick, you know, spiritual sales pitch either. What I need most and I would guess what you need most right now is I need to experience God's grace in my life in a very real way. And this is why Jesus' invitation has been so powerful to me this week. When he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's that grace, that's a gift that is given to us from God. You know, we can't earn it. We can't do anything to prove ourselves, but it's something that Jesus will give to us. So I, I don't know where you're at this morning as you're, as you're watching, but I do know this, that Jesus' invitation is for you. It is. He wants you to know him in a real and deep way. So there probably, though, be, I'm going to guess that there's at least three groups of people that are watching right now. 
I want us to say something just specifically to each one of you. The first is, those of you who have been followers of Jesus for a while, resist and be careful not to trade your relationship with the living God in for, for rules-based performance. You know, don't do it. Remember back to that time when you first came to know Jesus, that excitement, that joy, that overwhelming feeling of, I can't believe that God would, would love me and save me and do this for me. Remember that. Like, pray that God would give you that back if, you've, if, if it's turned into just following the rules. Because it's so much more fun and exciting when you understand that. Secondly, I want to just say something to you. Maybe you've been burned by religion or jaded by religion in the past. You know, I don't, I don't know your story, but I would guess, you know, there's a whole group of people who are just wounded from the church or from Christians. And here's my encouragement to you. Jesus wants to heal that wound. Because I have not met a single person. I've met some people who have been burned by church, burned by Christians, but I've never met anyone who's been burned by Jesus. He cares about you. He has a soft spot for you. You were the, actually the intended target audience of this first uh, when Jesus was saying that. Because when I read the Gospels, I see that Jesus has a huge soft spot for those people who have been burned by religion. And as of those, he says, come to me and I'll give you rest. You know, Jesus can heal that in you. And then finally, to those of you who, are, this is all new. One, I'm so excited that you're watching and you're engaging. Um, so don't feel like you have to have all this, all this figured out. Um, but I want to share a quote from Ravi Zacharias. He's one of my faith heroes. He actually passed away this week, but he, he just sums it up so well. He goes this, only through repentance and faith in Christ can anyone be saved. No religious activity will be sufficient. Only true faith in Jesus Christ alone. Because at the root of all of our problems is something called sin. You know, sin has separated us relationally from God and we can't do anything to fix it. And we are in need of rescue and salvation. And it's both something that we do, but also something that we're held captive by. And here's one way sin, that sin works that might be helpful for you is to, to understand that. Think about sin is like trying to drink salt water to quench your thirst. You know, there is a, there's a temporary moment when you drink it and it, you're going to feel like you have been satisfied. But that's just temporary. And it just the more you drink, it makes you thirstier and thirstier. And eventually it's going to kill you. You know, sin masquerades itself as the real thing. Uh, sin masquerades itself as the real thing that you have been searching for, but it leaves you less and less satisfied. And like any good addiction, it often masks itself as freedom and it leads to slavery. We cannot do anything on our own to get out of this grip of sin. But on the cross, Jesus took on the full impact of sin on himself. He, he did what, he, what only he could do so he could offer you eternal life. The reason why Jesus can say, come to me, is because he has made the way. You can be forgiven, restored, reconciled to, to the living God because of what Jesus has done. He is the one that is the true satisfaction for everything that our earthly desires point towards. That's some, that's some good news. So my question is, because the way Jesus talks here, he, he, he says, here is, and here's my invitation Here's the promise, but then it's left for the listeners to respond. And so my question is, are you interested in responding to Jesus' offer? Would you like to 
say yes to his invitation of come to me. Because all who are willing to respond in repentance and faith may come. That's what I love about Jesus. He says, anybody can come to me. And the, the, anyone, anyone is welcome. There's only one path. It's through repentance and faith. But no one who is wanting to walk down that path is going to be rejected or turned away. And if that's you this morning, if there's something about this that clicked, that this is just good news, and you want to respond in repentance and faith to Jesus, I'm just going to lead you. I'm just going to say a prayer. And there's nothing magical about this. Um, but this is just a way you can verbalize both repentance and faith in Jesus. So if you want to follow along, go ahead. And it just is simply, you know, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I do. And I've, I've come to believe that my sin, it separated me from you. And that also these wrong things I've done, I need to be punished. But I, I now believe that you took that punishment for me on the cross and that you died in my place. And I do believe that you rose again on the third day. So right now, I trust you alone as my savior. Lord, come save me. Thank you for what you have done. I'm placing all of my faith in that now. If... <clears throat> One, if that was you this morning, I want you to reach out to us. Send us a private message. If you wanted, there's a little a decision box on the Elm City Online. You can click on that because we want to celebrate with you. If you are a longtime follower of Jesus, my encouragement is never let what's in that prayer get old. Never stop being blown away by that. It's, it's just such good news that we do not have to prove ourselves because Jesus has paid it all. But if this is new, or if you're new, reach out. Or if you're not connected to a church, we want to help connect you because there's no such thing in the Bible as just individual Christians. Christians, you are called into a community. Our church, our mission, is simply to practice the way of Jesus together. And if you don't have it together to practice with, we want to be that for you. So reach out to us. And now we're going to go, we're going to do one more song, and uh, we often sing as a response we sing as a response to what we have heard and a response to maybe what God has welled up in our heart. We have a God that desires to have a relationship with us, that wants to give us the fulfillment of our greatest desires, which is himself. So join me as we sing and we worship this great God.